And this uh, has become a memorable Thanksgiving Day game. Will it go in the win column to Dallas or Miami? Stojanovic will decide it as he will try this field goal, which will be 40 yards, 40 yards. Doug Peterson to hold. Minus three with Dave Damashek and Jeff Schwartz. Do it, fellas. Hi, and hello, sports fans, and happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to Minus Three, presented as always by our pals over there at FanDuel. Get in on the action. Bet along with us, fanduel.com slash minus three. That's the word minus the number three. And like I say, welcome to the program. Week 12 NFL is upon us. College football. I guess we're not going to have time to talk about the NBA draft. We'll work that in at some point, you know, when, when this is all wrapped up. Anyway, what's going on there, Jeff Schwartz? Eddie Spaghetti, how are you? How's uh, Thanksgiving going for you? Well, we have football Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. I told my wife last night at dinner, I said, hey, babe, guess what? Football all day Thursday, all day Friday. All day Saturday and Sunday, I got to stink eyes. So things are going great in the Schwartz household. Well, listen, first of all, full disclosure, we're recording this on Tuesday. Um, and uh, we're going to pick all the games for you on Saturday and Sunday as well. We're going to give you the Thanksgiving games. But just in case you're listening to us on Black Friday or Saturday, we're going to do it out of order. We're going to go with the Sunday games and then we'll work back and do the Thanksgiving games um, to try and accommodate you, you lazy listener. Um, but also, whether it's in front of Thanksgiving or it's Thanksgiving Day or after, it's relevant that we do our Thanksgiving food draft. And I think that's where we start out. Is that good with you, Eddie Spaghetti? I love that. It's a very exciting week. It's a fun week. I mean, we are known, you and Jeff definitely are known for the, the food block talk. So uh, I'd love to get into a Thanksgiving food draft. Okay, real quick, though, Schwartz, um, what are your uh, Turkey Bowl uh, memories? Did, did you ever play in a pro football Thanksgiving Day game? I believe once we played. What do you the, mean believe once? You don't remember? I, I don't remember. I think, was, I, I think it was Vikings-Lions 2012 was the game that I think we played on Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't, look, I try to forget that Viking season. I'll look it up right now just, just to make sure. I forget that Viking season because I just, it was a bad year professionally for me. It was a bad year personally for me. And so I kind of forgot that season. Uh, we might've played on Thanksgiving. Um, I played a civil war, which we're going to get into, which, ooh, I can't say that anymore. Redacted, the redacted game. There's no more, no more. We can't say that word anymore about, about that game. That's we, great. We, we always play that. Uh, on I, have, I, I, I'll toe the line of political correctness, generally speaking, but you can't that's say so civil war. It's, a, it's the silliest thing of all time. Um, the Oregon, Oregon state no longer is called the civil war. I, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, we play that game on Friday all the time. So, um, I've had to celebrate like Thanksgiving on weird days for that game, um, for that, you know, for that weekend. So I, I'm yeah, glad I, Oregon got good over the last 15 years or so, because people didn't know about that. That was one of the more, uh, one of the, uh, uh, unheralded great rivalries out there. Even when both teams stunk Oregon, Oregon State was always a great rivalry. I can't believe 
So it was a weird year for you. So would you crawl into a bottle and it just er erased your memory of playing on Thanksgiving? We did I not. We did not was... I just looked up. We did not play on Thanksgiving that year. So uh, <laughs> no. weird. No, you don't. You don't remember if you did or not. I would think. No, I've also been on injured reserve a bunch by that time of year too. So sometimes I, I don't. I don't quite remember if my team has played on Thanksgiving or not. Unfortunately, um, look, Oregon, Oregon State. Uh, I mean, Dave, I'm glad you're bringing attention to it, but I mean, for a while there, it was not the best rivalry ever. We we have a game called the Toilet Bowl that ended up zero to zero. So that's our, our long historic rivalry with Oregon State. I well, listen, one of my very favorite rivalries is Army Navy because of the import. People of always course. talk about Bama Auburn. They always say like, doesn't matter if you go if you go one and ten otherwise or zero oh and ten as long as you win that game. Well, that's not true. That wouldn't be acceptable if Alabama. No was over going into that game and then they and then they did beat the Tigers. It would not be all good. That is true with Army Navy. Correct. And when, when you have bum teams playing each other, then it does make it like as long as you win the Civil War, that's all the the best one was when the Nordiques and the Blue Blanc Rouge of the Montreal Canadians used to play. Um and they would call that one Le Gersival. Oh, that was uh that was exotic. <laughs> um but did you used to play um, turkey bowls in the backyard growing up there? I would think those would be – I can't imagine growing up in the neighborhood with the Schwartz boys, 11-year-old, yeah. uh, 350-pound loads uh, trying to tackle those guys. I, I grew up in Los Angeles. Uh, there was no backyard to play in. Um, we played in the front yard. We played football, of course. Um, I don't remember like a legendary game of, of – Thanksgiving turkey bowl. We played typically in the street, so you're not tackling as much. You're more two-hand touch, anything else. Um, but no, I mean, look, we it's Los Angeles, man. It's 84 degrees on Thanksgiving. Like, it's not what you see in the movies. It's not what you see anywhere else. There was no snow on the ground or cold weather. You weren't bundled up wearing jackets, throwing the football around. I mean, my parents are two miles from the beach. Like, that's what our Thanksgiving was. And my parents, my parents love coming out here to Charlotte in Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving because they, they love the seasons. Like they love that it feels cold outside that we have leaves on the ground that, that, that the trees are, are turning. Like it, it feels like Thanksgiving here. It doesn't feel like Thanksgiving back home. It, I, I will tell you, as I speak to you from uh, my manse in Los Angeles, the weather does in November accommodate us to the degree that it gets nice and crisp out. It's, it, it, it feels like fall to me, uh, you know, who grew up on the banks of the three rivers playing turkey bowls ever faithfully with my pals. And in fact, it was three on three in Shecker Memorial Stadium. And um, and we would take all comers. It was me, David Gefsky and David Weisberg, the trio of Dave's. And we would play and we would play some of the best athletes in our high school. They would come over the, the lacrosse team would put its three bullies together and they would come over and play as tackle football, by the way. Um, and none of this jive where it was a pass every play. We ran three yards in a cloud of dust. We ran the option as much as you could with three men and otherwise. And, um, and actually, we played one my first year back after college. We came back over Thanksgiving break. And as people do um, in their first go round when they return from college, that Wednesday night is huge at the bars. And we were at the bars at closing time in Pittsburgh. And it started to snow outside and there were a gaggle of us. There's a gaggle of us. And uh, we said, let's go back to my place and play a turkey bowl. And so 2.30 in the morning um, in Turtle Creek, PA, we flipped the lights on in the backyard and woke Mo Damashek up and we played a turkey bowl back there. So and it was it was heaven. It, it was heaven. Is this on the Hallmark Channel yet? 
this uh, this movie script? Did, did, did he pitch as a Hallmark channel? It's just too like violent. From, from from Invincible with, with Vince Papali, he just starts pouring in this, his walk home and he gets a, a turkey bowl fest in the parking lot. We have to exhume John Facenda to voice it and um, <laughs> and and shoot it in slow-mo film and everything else to to give it its due. Yeah, we used to do Turkey Bowl every year, and I, I'm not this is no jive. Shecker Memorial Stadium. I took my L's playing wiffle ball in the same. It was a multi-purpose stadium. That was uh, the way back of then. Of course. Um, but we, uh, but in in football games, three on three, undefeated, and that is absolutely true. Eddie Spaghetti, did you play turkey bowls? We didn't do turkey bowls. We did uh, closer to Christmas. But our, our issue with like turkey bowls is that a lot of us played um, high school football, and then as we get older, like my brother played college football, so you can't like play tackle stuff on the street because if you get hurt, you have to explain to your coach. And I'm sure Jeff knows a little bit about this. Like that's a huge no, no. So we didn't really uh, do it in season, but once season was kind of over towards uh, Christmas, then, then we would uh, get a little more rowdy with it. That's cr- I, I love the irony of that. And I also do love Schwartz. Did you or your brother play quarterback or were you like, well, you guys are too big. You're not allowed. That would, there's a weird, sad irony to that, that like wait, wait, normal wait, people, so, wait, wait, normal so, so, people can't play football against you because you're too big. So you think that because we were linemen when we were in high school and college, that we just at 12 years old, we're like, hey, you know what? I don't want to throw that football anymore. But going to be linemen during Turkey Bowl. Defend the triple option. No, I don't think I don't think that's what you would want. But I would think that like normal no, human quarterback. Played, would be I, like, "Wow, well, I don't want to play with you. You're way too I big. Played, You're gonna get hurt." I played quarterback. I played flag football quarterback in a real flag football league in seventh and eighth grade. Um, my brother played quarterback on JV. We had to fool him into playing football by telling he could play quarterback. So um, and I pitched all through <laughs> high school. I can throw very really? well. Yeah, I pitched in high school. I always thought I played baseball. I never thought I played football. Ooh, and if I if I had just I think if I had just focused on baseball and not played three sports, I played football, basketball, baseball. I could have I could have done baseball. I mean, I just I, mean, I didn't throw hard enough for my size, but that's because I didn't really you know, I play football, then I play basketball, and then I play right to baseball. If I did done baseball twenty four seven, I probably could have thrown mid nineties, and maybe my career path would be different. You really yeah. think you could have thrown in the nineties? I mean, I threw I threw eighty nine ninety by the time I graduated, and, and that was again wow. like. That wasn't that was playing three sports, right? I mean, I had a pitching coach I'd see on the weekends, but it wasn't like I was out there working on my craft 365 as a baseball player. I mean, nowadays, if, if that was the case, the baseball player would be spending all this time specializing. That's you know what, Kyle Long. When people talk about yeah, Bo Jackson, <laughs> yeah, for, for real, people talk about that, who's the greatest athlete, uh, Deion Sanders or, or Bo Jackson or Brian Jordan. Also, also gets left off that list too often. But Kyle Long, for real, got drafted by the Chicago White Sox as a as a big lefty, lefty who could throw hard. Yeah, he threw like ninety six. Yeah, he he was a, a monster. Um, yeah, it's 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 an amazing thing, and we've talked about this before. In fact, we had Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we had the Patrick Mahomes challenge uh, a year or so ago. We had David Carr, who was the first overall pick, of course, back in what two thousand and two. And Cole Wright, who was a minor league pitcher, to see which is the more transferable skill of if you're a great baseball pitcher, how how well can you throw a football and vice versa? And if I remember correctly, David Carr won that. Um, but uh, boy, that's uh, that's that's pretty funny. That it's sort of like for the person who doesn't want to ha- get a real job, they talk about sports for a living, 
And then the sad irony of that is that you end up working on holidays, you know, like you have to work on Thanksgiving. Well, it's my job. I got to I got to go cover football, talk about football for a living. But that's not such a punishment. Um, All right. So we're going to get into these Thanksgiving games and uh, and the Sunday games and all of that. But first things first, um, first order of business, we have to have our. Thanksgiving food draft. It's time for our perennial draft. And you know what? How do you guys want to do it? Who, who gets to go first here? Who gets the first overall pick? I'm a gentleman, so I'll defer to you guys. I mean, Dave, this is your food. This is your baby. It's your food block. Why don't you go first? Yeah, you uh, go no. first. No, I, I, no, no, no. I, I, like I say, I'm too classy for that. Eddie Spaghetti, you go first. Uh, with, the, with the first pick, yeah. <laughs> with the first overall pick in the 2020 Thanksgiving minus three food draft, uh, team Eddie Spaghetti will select mashed potatoes. Okay, solid pick there. And by the way, we should also make a distinction here that we're going to go dark meat versus white meat. You don't don't get the whole bird. You can't claim okay, the entire okay, bird. We, but do we also get to choose between different styles of bird cooked? Like, yes. there's many different ways. Okay, okay. I'm going to allow for that, I think, because then if you claim turkey, then if you get the whole bird, it's really not Thanksgiving if there's not no. turkey there. And I want everybody to get a bite of the bird. Okay. So, okay, so, so go ahead there. Mashed potatoes, off the board, a solid... First overall pick there by how to lock them, how to lock it in. All right, Fair. I might up next. You're up next, Dave. You're next, Jeff. Short. All right, homemade macaroni and cheese. Ooh, <laughs> I, I'm over the moon because I have just won. You guys have fallen into my web, and now I am going to uh, I'm going to merge victorious right here. First of all. I'm not talking about some jive store-bought tepid mess. I'm talking about I'm talking about good meaty gravy. And I'm going to add gravy here. I'm going to I'm going to claim gravy here. Good luck with your with your white meat without the without the I mean it's really this side of lobster and butter, what's the real star of lobster and drawn butter? It's the drawn butter, of course. It's not the lobster. Um, this is the same thing. Turkey, good, but if it don't if Dave, it don't got the Dave, gravy, it's got no value. Dave, yes. if you cook a turkey properly, the turkey is juicy enough. Where you do not need to add gravy. Gravy is an extra. You, you may have gravy if you'd like, but the turkey is cooked properly, which clearly you do not cook your turkey properly. You don't need to have the gravy to make the turkey to make the turkey work. You you could have drafted gravy in the seventh round, probably. You got no value you crazy? in gravy. I would have never drafted gravy because I fry a turkey. My turkey needs no gravy whatsoever. You may have gravy. I will make gravy for you if you come to my house, but you do not need gravy to eat the bird that I make. Listen, I, I call me a recent convert on this. My wife, though, makes I've always, you know, always had gravy mo damashek in the house. That was the gravy boat was a was a valued item as it made its way around the uh, extended table there on Thanksgiving. But my wife makes this gravy that I swear, I don't know how she does it. It tastes like steak. It's liquid steak. And in fact, I feel like you could really, I, I think that this is a new invention. If you could, if we have hot cocoa to warm you up in the, in the, in the colder weather around these United States, if you'd sit there, I, I remember as a kid it being in Three River Stadium and it being so cold, we would take the hot cocoa, my sister Amy and I, and we would literally pour it onto our hands to warm ourselves up the hot cocoa. If you can do that, 
why not do it with gravy? Why don't we start filling our thermoses on your uh, on game day when you go to the stadium with with nice, warm, delicious gravy? What about gravy shakes? It's so it's so it's it's too so, salty. It's so gross. But it's a good idea, and but she makes it. It tastes like a steak. This gravy. So okay, that's my pick there. But that just is hors d'oeuvre. I mean, I mean, did main, you, I mean, did she use beef stock? I don't. Like, I guess so. <laughs> like, okay. I, I will listen. I, I don't want to get. I, I don't like to delve into the ingredients. That's why I don't like to cook. So are we, so are we snake drafting? So you you go again now, Dave? Right? Snake draft? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And by the way, that's why I don't cook. Um, I don't. I do. I lend a hand in the kitchen. I try to carrying stuff, doing dishes, perhaps. But I don't like doing the cooking because when I see the ingredients, I'll tell you what got me off cooking. Period was was um, raw chicken. You ever see raw chicken? It's so unappetizing. I could never, I, I would never eat chicken that I made because I saw what it looked like before it got cooked. I'm not interested uh, in it. All right. Just now. A, it, you're just, you're so weird like I am. And I love just, it. It's why we get along so well. All right. Here, here's the big one. I, I, that all hors d'oeuvre to the main course. My pick is, of course, stuffing. Oh, why good. in a society? Where we're so we're we're so indulgent, we're 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 so grotesque about indulging whatever we need in any given moment. Why have we relegated delicious, delicious stuffing to just one day in the calendar year? Six or seven years ago, Eddie Spaghetti knows this. I'm not selfish like everybody else. I don't just make a New Year's resolution only for me. I make it for all of society. I want that. I want to leave this place better than I found it, and. I years ago put rosé in there. Let's drink more rosé. And now if you go out to the store, you're going to see a lot more rosé. Is that a coincidence? Probably, but maybe not. I've also called for more, um, less plates as a delivery mechanism for your meal, more giant bowls. But my most significant deed was to call for more stuffing on the menus of America. Why? You can go into any um, restaurant, and now you find Brussels sprouts as an appetizer, I mean, as a as a side dish. But you don't see stuffing; it's wrong, and I'm here to make it right. Stuffing is my pick. Gravy stuffing, Damashek so, winner. So, just like the turkey discussion, there's many different types of stuffing. What stuffing are you are you going? Are you going with the wet stuffing, like in the turkey, the bird stuffing? Are you going with the extra stuffing you make on the side, the dry cornbread? Like, what what is your What's your stuffing, Dave? All of it. Oh, oh so you just need to claim all stuffing. Okay. Just so I can exactly. just claim all pies? No, well, that's not the same thing at all. And and now you're being it's a Weisenheimer. No, it's not the same thing. All stuff. Okay, you know what? You can have the stovetop. I'll take, I'll take if you if, if you're gonna take me to <laughs> you, task. You, you, you can put stovetop in the bird as well. I'm asking, do you like do you like the stuffing that sits in the bird as it cooks? Or do you like the I stuff like that? that okay, so you like the wet stuffing then? That's called wet stuffing. But I like both of them, really. I like them all. I really do. <laughs> all right. Like I'm gonna, just, for, just for so we don't have an eight-hour podcast. Okay, I'm, gonna, go ahead. I'm going next. Um, this is a controversial pick. No, not people are going to like it, but I'm going to tell you why I'm taking the dark meat of the turkey, but deep fried with Creole butter seasoning. Dave, have you ever had a, a deep fried turkey before? I have. And it's if you've not done it, I, I, a big theme for me um, here in 2020, especially is journey over destination. A lot of people in Pittsburgh, PA, I've noticed are wringing their hands right now. Oh, what about the run game? And what about the, is Roethlisberger all the way back? And why is he not hitting on more deep balls? And I, 
the Steelers are undefeated, everybody. You know, the, 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 let's stop belly aching. I don't know what awaits the Steelers in January, but it doesn't matter right now. Haven't they provided a wonderful distraction for us um, to this point? And that's the same thing as making a deep fried bird. I can't encourage you to do this enough. Whether it tastes good or not, yeah, it generally comes out delicious. But you can overcook it sometimes and whatever. But standing outside with a with 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 some beers while that thing deep fries up over that hour is is precious precious time to enjoy. I can't uh, encourage you enough to give it a shot if you haven't already. Yes, of course, I've had a deep fried so bird choice. You peanut oil, peanut yes, oil, right? You injected the night before with Creole butter seasoning. You just put as. Thanksgiving is not a day where you worry about your diet. You worry about the no. diet other days. You go full head, head on at Thanksgiving, and you, you deep fry that bird. My, my deep fryer is 13-pound bird. I got it sitting right in the fridge right now. It's ready to go. I'll marinate it. Maybe even tonight. I'll put an extra day on it, an extra, an extra 12 hours. Okay. Marinate it. You drop in there 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes. Like the, the juices, oh, it's unbelievable. So I'm going with, I know people don't like the turkey part of Thanksgiving, but I implore you to have a fried turkey leg. And it will change your mind. I am, I'm with you. I think the turkey gets a bad name because people do the more very conventional down the middle kind of yes. thing. And then you're, you're, you're right that you then need delicious gravy to make it okay. But yes, go the extra mile deep. Some people swear by the brining process. I've never, I, I don't know that I've ever um, done I thought it about, myself. I thought about brining mine and then frying it just, but, but the, that's a little overkill. Especially with the Creole butter in there, you don't really need the brining. The brining just, the, the brining really just adds that flavor, right? Because if you just roast it, you know, the, the chicken breast is not as flavorful. That's why you need the gravy. But if you brine it, you kind of get those juices in the chicken breast and it makes it, because look, the, the part of the turkey that needs to, to be the juices is the breast, right? The, the thigh is going to be good. The leg, the wing, it's that inner part of the breast that the brining really helps. Okay. So you've claimed turkey legs deep fried. And macaroni. Yes. And macaroni. Place. Okay, yeah. well, listen, that's a solid duo you've got uh, you've got cooking over there. Eddie Spaghetti, you're next. Okay, so just to clarify, if in theory, if I wanted to go the smoked turkey route, is that still available? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, so my pick in the second round will be uh, like a Traeger Grill smoked turkey. My brother just did it, and I have pictures to provide if the listeners care enough. But his brine, I think he did a cranberry-type brine, a sweet brine, because then you smoke it, you get, like, the wood kind of flavor. And he said, bar none, he's had oven, he's had deep-fried with the peanut oil. But he said the Traeger smoked turkey was by far the best turkey he's ever had. He said it was as moist as, like, a Costco chicken, a rotisserie chicken. So uh, I have to lock in a turkey, a protein, with my second-round pick. I'm going to take the uh, the Traeger smoked turkey there. A protein. Um, I, uh, I love the idea. I mean, listen – it's again, like I say, what when lobster benefits from like people will pay, you know, $80 at a fancy restaurant to eat lobster. And really, in my book, what you're largely paying for is the drawn butter. I say, save yourself the money. Just order a side of drawn butter and dip some bread in it because it's pretty much <laughs> going to taste as good. Um, same thing with smoking. You know what tastes good? Smoked everything. If you it, it, smoke turkey, it stands to reason that would be delicious. I like that pick there, Eddie Spaghetti. Um, okay, you get another pick here coming back. So spaghetti now, just mashed. to review, mashed potato and smoked turkey. That's a powerful duo. Next up. 
I'm going to grab this one in my, my wraparound, my third round pick here, and I may get laughed at. But if you think about how many people grab these and go for these, it's essential to every plate on Thanksgiving. It's got to be the dinner rolls. You're going to go Good crescent pick. style, Good you know, pick. whatever you want. You want to go like a potato roll or a Hawaiian roll. Sweet roll. Good yeast but, roll yeah. uh, I, I'll take my personal favor, like the, the crescent dinner roll. So I'm going to Ooh. I'm going to snag those. They, they, you can make little sandwiches, you know, with your turkey. So I'm going to I'm going to take those in the third round. They, what, why does anybody talk about stuffing? But the crescent roll, too, makes no appearances all year long except at Thanksgiving. When did that get relegated? The Correct. people who invented that must be raw about that. Yeah, like yeah, why, right. why crescent rolls in, in May. You know, they, be, they need a new ad campaign. Perfect for breakfast, too. It's a really good point. But yeah, good. So, There's spaghetti. Nice the, and warm too. a little butter in there. So the only thing. The only vegetable that's allowed on Thanksgiving, if there is one, is a green bean casserole. And the green beans are almost less part of it than it is the cream of mushroom and the fried French onions on top. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna round out a little vegetable here, which is again, it's it's a pretty thinly veiled vegetable because it's dunked in cream of mushroom sauce and all the fixings on top. I'll go green bean casserole. I love green bean casserole. Um, I'm now making a complete plate that dietitians would be happy for. All right, I'm going to go. I mean, the smoked turkey, color me intrigued. But since I haven't eaten it and I'm a man of honor, I can't pick it, I don't think. That would be wrong to do. I do need some turkey, of course, though. And I don't have my mashed potatoes. I do have stuffing, though. And so I'm in a good place as long as I secure some turkey on my plate. That's why I'm going to go ahead and take what Schwartz left out there. I'm going to settle for some deep-fried white meat turkey here. And then I'm going to come back with, so now my plate has that stuffing, has the gravy covered, um, covering up that turkey. And then Schwartz, I don't like green beans. And so you can have those. And ah, the, the spaghetti makes a great point here. And I, I, I'm going to hope that there's some more uh, rolls available to me uh, still left when it's time for me to make my next pick here. But right now I'm going to go with corn. Buttery corn. That's the okay. that that's what I need. I don't need the I green. I, I don't really have much corn on Thanksgiving, but I like your I like your pick. It's regional. I like it. Are you going? With, right. Are you going with like? Are you are you, you going like? You making the corn? The you don't even cook. So never mind. All not right, corn I'm on the cob. I'm taking. You know that. Well, I mean, I, I'll take it on the. I'm not. I'm not going to push back if somebody says do it yourself. Uh, you know, just eat it straight off the cob. I'll do that. I'm There's not many different that. ways to do it. All right. You stick with the corn theme. My next pick is cornbread. I haven't had a bread yet. Oh, Dude, okay. a cornbread, like a fresh. The problem with cornbread, though, is that it, obviously if it's not hot, it's not as good. True. I'm talking about like the fresh cornbread. It's just been made. You cut it, it flakes off. You put that butter on there. Maybe some honey butter, like a little honey butter on there. Whew. I got macaroni. I got green bean casserole. I got deep fried dark meat. And I have cornbread. Whew. You're, you're putting a very nice. You're putting with fire. Putting a, you're putting an elite plate together there. Yeah. I, if I can, if I can uh, jazz it up a little bit further, I've just now been made aware of there's this su stuff called like hot honey or something where it's like spicy, kind of and, uh, like yeah. you know it's got some, uh, yeah. some heat to it. Put that on just about anything. That's another one. Put that with that. If you put a a, a cheese plate out to start your day. Yeah. On Thanksgiving, I encourage you put some of that hot honey out next to it. It really uh, takes it up a notch. Ooh, that's I should uh, copyright that. Take it up a notch. Bam, spaghetti go. 
All right, so my fourth round pick here, I want to go like a little hybrid thing, and it may be polarizing. Uh, some people may not like it, but I love it. I bake it, which is why I'm, I'm biased towards it. I'm going to go sweet potato pie. And the reason is because not only is it act as a dessert, you can top it with marshmallows and stuff. You could also eat it during your dinner plate. It, 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 it's so versatile. Um, hmm. And I think getting that in the, you know, the mid-rounds here is, is, a, is a good value pick. Is that different than sweet potato casserole? Yeah, yeah, it's a pie. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pie, and like a, I do mine in a graham cracker crust. It's it's sweet potato, milk, egg, sugar, and you bake Ooh. it. We've left. I'll tell you what we've we've left uh, we've left desserts out there maybe a little too long, and it might come back to bite us um, in in uh, the clutch here. We'll see. Spaghetti, your next pick. Yeah, I'm just going over my plate. I don't think I have any real appetizers the stuff you know spaghetti spaghetti really sits in a position of potential great leverage here schwartz because if he takes another dessert here it's sort of like a fantasy football draft when a guy takes two good quarterbacks and now yeah. it's like oh now we got to offer him trades to to get right here spaghetti go ahead uh, yeah but i'm also being true to myself and i i'm only going to pick stuff that i actually eat and uh okay. honestly by time dessert comes on that day i'm pretty i'm pretty oh, yeah. tapped out but um and i do make time for my sweet potato pie um but going over my plate i i, I think i'm missing an appetizer i'm missing the stuff you notch on during the early football games um and probably Probably the most popular one at my Thanksgivings, and I will have it this year, is a um, is a buffalo chicken dip. And I'm going to take that mm. uh, with my fifth round pick. I needed a good solid appetizer. I know it's weird going chicken and turkey later on, but when you add in the hot sauce and a little bit of that cheese and, you know, dip some bread in it, you can't beat it. It's funny because I was going to go against that, but then I remembered Mo Damashek would put out the aforementioned cheese tray and also some of those nice uh, pepperoni circles. And that always kicked the day off just right. So. Right. I'm not going to push back too hard on that. You're you're doing a you're doing a nice job so far as well, Spaghetti Jeff Schwartz. Here's a All big right. pick coming your way. This is my most controversial dessert take. I do not believe fruit should be in desserts. No, fruit I'm with is, you. Oh, fruit, you and I fruit, agree, friend. Fruit fruit should be saved for eating fruit. Yes. When you eat dessert, you eat a freaking dessert. Yeah, I'm going chocolate pie. Sl- snagging that up for my fifth slot. I love chocolate pie. It's fantastic. No fruit involved whatsoever. Just give me that straight sugar in the chocolate. Dave, stop giving that face to everyone's picks, okay? I'm You're choose like some like them. I'm ingesting them mentally right now. Because the rest of the pies, most of them available, are all fruit pies. We're not going fruit pie here. We're going. We're going. We're going chocolate pie, a little whipped cream, and I love look the graham cracker crust, or even or even if you go like a cheesecake, which is not my option, obviously, but like a cheesecake with like an Oreo crust. The crust to me is a big part of the chocolate pie, in my opinion. So I'll go with chocolate pie here. I have my dessert now, and now I can add some extras. I think that you've done the, – the nuance of the chocolate pie is everything, though. It's got to be high grade because there's a big range in what – Of course. Uh, why would I choose something that was a low-grade well, chocolate pie? Th- well, because you provided certain details with how your turkey is being prepared. And I'll thank you to do the same with your chocolate pie. If you just get like a, if you just get like chocolate pudding and dump it into a, a graham cracker crust, that'll taste okay. But if you get some really good, rich, dark chocolate mixed in there and everything, now it was some flourless chocolate. I mean, now we're cooking with gas. Flourless chocolate. You're some gluten-free kick. Um, I, I don't It bake. has nothing to do with that. It's the I, intensity. I don't, I, I don't bake. So whatever pie my wife makes or whatever we pick up is a chocolate pie I eat. I don't, I don't like, I'm not a dessert person. So, uh, but I do know that fruit should not be in dessert. I'm very well. Well, yeah. 
We agree with that. I mean, I, I love an Apple as much as anybody. I don't think anyone's done more for apples than uh, than Dave Damashek over the last quarter century. <laughs> Ro- and, rose, and, apples, and stuffing. Okay, that's right. But I don't like. But I don't like my apples hot. I like them. I like them uh, uncut. You know, literally uncut. That's my apples. Said. I don't like. I don't like apple. I don't like apple sauce. I don't like apple pie. I just. <laughs> That took me a second there. Finally, I caught up with that one short. Shame, shame the devil. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Goyam uh, out there. Damashek went under the knife before he had a say in the matter. Now, listen. Chocolate pie is good if it's good chocolate pie. I've had this debate with many people before. Um, but, yes, fruit, fruit, cooked up fruit, hot fruit. I mean, just think about what you're doing. You know, instead of arguing with Dave or Schwartz, take a look in the mirror. What are you really fighting for? You want your fruit hot? What's wrong with you? Now, I now have a plate that has turkey. It has stuffing. It has gravy. I do need a nice roll. I I don't want to let this one go too much longer, but I don't. Now that you both have taken pies, I don't feel the immediacy, the need, but you know what? I don't want to let it go because it's delicious, cold and warm. I'm going to go with a pecan pie as my next pick here. I I, I just want to make sure I get it. I don't want to, I don't want to check myself for a year here and regret that I didn't get the pecan pie. Um, I'm tempted to double down here and go with another dessert, but I, I, I got to go conventional here. It's like running the football. Like you, you can have all the, the splash and dash you want, but sometimes the meat and potatoes, or in this case, a roll is required here. Give me a nice standard Hawaiian style roll. Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with that, but warm yeah. so I can yeah. butter it up, scoop up some gravy, slop that up, put it maybe, uh, uh, a little wedge of turkey in there with it, if you please, and some stuffing. Um, I mean, I feel safe, and I already got my corn too. Ooh, ooh, ooh my plate is delicious. I, I like this one very much. Let's, uh, I think, let's bring it on home here now, okay? Because we can go on forever yeah. here, but I think let's we've pretty much each. gotten all the tentpole yeah. items. I, I think my plate is now settled. That I'm, I miss you, yeah. mashed potatoes, but, and we're gonna pour one out for you. Um, but I, I, I feel pretty happy, all things considered, with where my plate stands. Schwartz, you're, you're uh, uh, bringing it on home. Yeah, here. I have one more left here. Okay. Um, now, I would love to take the Friday afternoon sandwich, which I think oh, is my okay. favorite part of turkey, which is but this is not a Thanksgiving Day plate, right? So I'm not going to count this. My favorite part about Thanksgiving is almost that, that sandwich on Friday and Saturday, like delicious, right? You, you get the leftover turkey and – it's amazing. So I'm going to skip that because that's not part of this. I'll go with the deviled egg. Deviled egg is still sitting out there, a little okay. appetizer, but they're not always good. You have to have a real, a person understands how to make the filling real creamy. And so I, it's, it's not, I don't always eat them, but if, if they're good, I, I got to add it. Otherwise I have nothing left. My plate, I have a, I have the turkey. I have the dessert. I have the bread, the cornbread. I have the, uh, um, the, the macaroni and cheese and the green bean casserole. Like, I'm set. So I'll just go a little extra here. I'll take a devil egg. Okay. Nicely done there. That's not, uh, and spaghetti. You see, now we've dipped into twice here into some appetizer territory, but spaghetti has his Buffalo wing dipping sauce. Bring it on home for yourself there. How's your Thanksgiving wrapped up here, spaghetti? 
I'm not sure if this one's going to be allowed to, to, to be drafted, but what I'm thinking is like, you're eating all this food. It's salty. You need something to wash it down. Can we go the, the drink route? Cause I got a really good drink. I think is a good last round pick. I was, mm-hmm. it's funny. Cause I was thinking about like uh, on the back end of this, we have to choose our drink. So I'm going to let you choose a food, but if you want to start us off with a drink as well, go ahead. And uh, by uh, the way, I did our, I already technically volunteer a drink. It's called the gravy shake. Copyright, Dave. Uh, your, your obsession with gravy is a little worrisome because as someone who is part of the food block, gravy is an addition. Like if your food doesn't taste good, you throw gravy on it. It's like when you throw you know a, a steak sauce on a steak that you don't like. I just, that's I'm not worried, the equivalent at all. I'm, that's not the I'm equivalent. I'm worried at how much you like your gravy. Like the the stuff you you've picked doesn't need gravy if done right. I mean, that's your opinion, friend, and, and, and just that, and you're allowed to have it, but don't come knocking on my door worrying about what I'm putting into my pie hole. That's not my, that's not your business. It's mine, and I like some gravy. And uh, equate gravy with, uh, with, with A1 is disgraceful, and I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. Spaghetti, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I'm just afraid of, like, I don't want to pick a variation of something that was already picked because you guys had, you know, very respectable drafts, and there's not a lot left that would make my plate better. I mean, this part of my plate is something I'm going to probably not finish. I mean, I could always go, like, a roasted vegetable. I could always, you know, something like that, but it's nothing I think I care about. That's why I wanted to get my, my drink of choice in uh-huh. there, okay. which would be – it's fall. It's, you know, the weather might be a little bit chillier here in LA, but mostly, you know, across the country you're in, uh, you're, you're bundled up. Nothing better than like a spike cider. And I think it's the perfect cause it tastes like fall, but you know, you have a little something in there and you just keep drinking them. You don't, you know, it just, it makes it, and it's a day enhancer. That's okay. That's right. Yeah. As I've transitioned deeper into grown up hood, um, the more that you need a, a nice Cabernet or something to, to fill the day beer, Gets the job done as well, though. I'm not going to be too picky yeah. about that. Schwartz, what's your drink? You don't like a beer, do you? No. So here's the thing. I am I'm very bland when it comes to drinks. I drink a ton of water. And you guys, if you watch the show, you see me drink like an entire liter of water while we do the show. So this is not my this is not my my cup of tea uh, here. Um, I'm I'll just go with I'll go with a coffee. Good coffee, like a post Thanksgiving. Need to stay awake to watch the Ravens and Steelers play. Uh, you know, you had that kind of turkey days a little bit that little food coma you, you need a good coffee to wake yourself back up again i'll go with a, a good coffee on thanksgiving this may be um obvious to a lot of people but if you never have had a little irish whiskey in your coffee and by the way you know what it's the holidays throw a little clue in there maybe some baileys you've just stamped your ticket to cloud nine that's uh that's my tip to you and enjoy your thanksgiving holiday and your thanksgiving leftovers and otherwise and thus ends What's the your drink? inaugural minus, I just said, it was a, oh, you know, okay, a, so, probably oh, so, a red wine. I'll probably go. Okay. Well, we, well, you didn't say that. You said, you said a coffee spiked coffee. I had just picked coffee. So I was wondering. I what think, no, was. I think it would have to be just if, if we're going long haul and you know, uh, the, the cork gets pulled early in the day, I, I, I think I'll go red wine at this point in my life. It used to be, it would be beer, but I would, I, I suspect I would have a hard time going from 11 AM to 11 PM. <laughs> With just beer, I think I'd have a better shot with a with a nice uh, Cabernet, like I say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I think the big upset in, in the takeaway in the post game analysis of the draft, um, I'm gonna give us all a A minus. I don't think we left a lot on the board, save one item: pumpkin pie. How did we get by? How did we do a Thanksgiving draft and no yeah. one took pumpkin pie? That's sitting on the board there. Not a pumpkin. It's gonna be a fan. hot item there in free. It's like Cam Newton before. 
uh, the 2020 NFL season. Like, wait, that guy's still available? Pumpkin pie in this draft. Not not a fan of anything pumpkin. Same. Pass. Ooh, I don't know, that's a sour note to end on. But thus ends <laughs> our Thanksgiving draft. And stick around here. We've got a Thanksgiving Day special coming at you from uh, FanDuel, our boosted bet here. But first, like I promised, we're going to go out of order and we're going to do the Sunday games first, and then we'll work our way back to all Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day game-related matters in just a second here. But, uh, okay, week 11 is upon us, and Schwartz, let's uh, start it off here. Cardinals-Patriots, an intriguing one for two teams that are kind of good and kind of not and incomplete, and the Patriots at home, believe it or not. Here we go. Another 1v1 matchup here, Cam Newton versus Kyler Murray. First things first, does this replace two of E, Kyler, as the greatest 1v1 matchup in pro football history? I suspect it does. As far as number one draft picks or the actual number one they're wearing? The jersey number. Come on, Frank. Keep up. Well, they're both number one draft picks, right? I mean, they could do that as well. Um the greatest, I mean, Cam Newton's accomplishments, he's won an MVP, obviously. He was a you know a, a NFC champion. So I would say yes, this this replaces the Tua Kyler Murray, but I don't think we're gonna get the, that offense that we had in that game. Um, no, but now that you I, I wonder what is the best one first overall pick versus first overall pick. A quarterback. A quarterback. Elway must have played Peyton, right? Yeah, because 98. Peyton gets to the league. Elway's still around, so they must have faked. But Peyton wasn't very good those first couple of years, though. It probably wasn't a great. No, I'm just saying, like in history, if you look back and say the the greatest uh, one, you know, first overall versus first overall, um, to the matter at hand, the Patriots plus two and a half at home to the, to the Cardinals uh, coming up to Foxborough, crazy. The, the games this week are just most of them are. are I'll just say they're. I'll call them poo. They're not very good. I don't. These games this weekend are just the, the lines are just. Ugh. Um, I'll go with Arizona here. They're just a better team. Um, I, I think I'll go with the better team here uh, on the road. The Patriots are too up and down for me. They're too up and down. Um, I, I the Patriots I think should have won this weekend against Houston. I mean, they're the better team, but they didn't get it done obviously. So um, I'll take the Cardinals here to, to win and cover by that field goal. Interesting because I can certainly see. Um, stylistically that the Patriots, the way they're kind of tracking in the last month here, um, have the ability to maybe grind the Cardinals in a way that um, won't suit their purposes. I'll take the Patriots in this one, and I'll go under 49.5 in the total on that one, Spaghetti's. I'm going to go with the Cardinals here, but this to me is like a, it's going to be an interesting game for the Patriots because earlier in the year, I trusted the, the Pats. I thought they were going to figure it out. I trusted in Belichick and Cam Newton. Then I had to kind of pump the brakes on that. And I'm like, oh, they're not that good. I have to just forget they, they were the Patriots logo. So depending on what happens in this game, we'll change my outlook on them the rest of the, the way. But I, uh, Kyle is hot right now. So I'm going to stick with him. Here's a weird one that we might typically skip with our focus on, um, you know, AFC North, NFC East, uh, AFC East. But Brown's obviously in the AFC um, North. Going down to Duval County, something fishy about this line to me. The Jags are only plus six and a half, given what we just saw, how overmatched uh, Jake Luton and company were. By the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know the Browns aren't necessarily the Steelers, but they've been playing well of late. Minus six and a half going down there. Total of 49. How say you, Shorts? I like Jacksonville to cover this game. Me too, um, yes. And I just think that Cleveland, if you look at the way they played recently, especially offensively, they've scored six, 10, 
And what they end up with on Sunday is 21, like, but one was on defense. 22 or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, weird one, number with that. One was on defense right. and one was on safety. Like, it wasn't – Baker Mayfield's just not good. It's just not, it's not good. And so I think Jacksonville does enough to – look, they, besides the, the Steelers, uh, who are really good, the, Jacksonville's played a lot of close games. They, they kind of just, like, stay yep. in there. Gardner Minshew might be back this week as well. I know it's, uh, you mentioned it's early in the week as we record this, so we don't know about his status yet. But I would lean I lean the, the Jacksonville. Plus, I think a lot of money will be on Cleveland. I don't want to be a public Cleveland team. I think Cleveland wins the game, by the way, but I'll take Jacksonville to cover. I'm with you. I think that they're going to thread the needle and get in that middle there. But I think that um... – no Miles Garrett, no Denzel Ward. Well, that's their two best defensive players, too. So, um, you know, it, 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 and it's sort of like the weighted bat in the on-deck circle versus yeah. getting in there. You know, you just played the Steelers' defense. No Miles Garrett, no Denzel Ward. Jake Luton or maybe Gardner Minshew, but that uh, Jags offense should feel a little liberated um, a week later after seeing the steel curtain roll through there. So I'm going to take, I'm with you there. I'm going to take the Jags plus six and a half on a hunch. Something weird about it. that line should be bigger, but yeah, I guess you just hit on it. Stefanski and company are really grinding out uh, the winds of late spaghetti. Mm, yeah. I want to go with you guys. I think that the Browns win the game. I think the Jaguars uh, do find a way to cover, um, you know, this interesting subplot if anyone cares is too, is James Robinson for an undrafted rookie is having probably on pace for the best season ever. Um, which is something to just keep an eye on the rest of the way. But that's the only really bright spot for the Jags. But I think the, the Browns do win this game. He is great, great pass catcher as well. Um, despite like a lot of the great pass catchers at running back cut the figure of a hybrid wide receiver. He's a full on running back, but catches the ball really well. And he's uh, a member of the Cool Cats fantasy football team. And that's why we're having uh, perhaps our greatest regular season in fantasy football history. Buffalo Bills playing host to the L.A. Chargers traveling across the country. I'm not sure what the temperature is supposed to be up there. 53 and a half is the total. Schwartz, how say you? Yeah, I think the Bills win this game by at least a touchdown. Uh, they're off a bye. Um, you know, I think they're, they're feeling good about where they are right now. And given time, Brian Dable, the OC, has been able to drop some really good plays for, for Josh Allen. Herbert's played outstanding. He really hasn't had that kind of like, oh, shit, he's a rookie game. Yeah, and right. I feel like in the cold in Buffalo – now – He's from Eugene, Oregon. The cold won't bother him, but he might bother the rest of the team. Um, so I kind of like I kind of like uh, the the Chargers um, to to lose this game. Well, I guess the Bills to win this game, but it's weirdly too early in the week. Some money on on the Chargers. I'm kind of surprised. I think people are thrown off by that win against a terrible Jets team. Which, by the way, at the very end, they had to to eke out a victory against the Jets. By the way, and also you, yeah, that was crazy. I told uh, Martin Weiss, producer here at uh, Extra Points. I said, I, I mean, and we talked about it a week ago, the Chargers giving nine and a half points to another pro football team. And no matter how many jokes you make about the Jets, they do count as a pro football team. That was too many points, and uh, they did backdoor their way in there. Um, but, yeah, it's it, one of the great obvious points, but it does elude me and a lot of people for um, for certain stretches. is like, oh, but the Chargers are from uh, are from L.A. They can't go up to Buffalo. Ask guys on the Bills how much they like the cold. They're not all from uh, from upstate New York. Exactly. Most of them are from Florida and Texas and otherwise, too. So it's jarring for them just the same. Although there is something, too. I can't say, as somebody who came from the Northeast to L.A., I am much more fragile now. My blood has thinned out. And oh, now yeah. when, it, when it's 60 degrees outside, I'm like, woohoo, get me my furs. Um, spaghetti, how say you? I'm, oh, by the way, I'm going to take the Bills uh, by a touchdown as well. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with the Bills on this one. I mean, I said last week I would not be shocked if the Jets beat the Chargers. I mean, everyone knows what the Chargers' issues are. They need secondary help and they need O-line help. Uh, and as good as Herbert to Keenan Allen has been, um, I just don't trust them to win this game. I also, unfortunately, to say this, they lose this game by a lot. I mean, the Anthony Lynn, like how much longer is he going to be the coach of the team? That's just that's the sad truth. I mean, that's the, that's the way things have been tracking here. He does need uh, – I, I feel like – needs um a late season push here to hold on to his gig because i i think the um kind of shorts was our you know we talk all the time about the stylistic matchup and the advantage yeah. it gives i think that as a matter i think anthony lynn is suddenly not a great fit for the way the chargers have been built up defense dominant that lends itself to what anthony lynn presumably knows a, a run-based offense but they're too electric offensively yeah so I, well, I guess that suits the Chargers, but uh, so I, yeah, I, I I wonder if Anthony Lynn is uh, is there come twenty twenty one. I don't think he is. I, I the way things are tracking, yeah, it's hard to make a case to to keep him. But Dolphins at the Jets, Tua, I guess back in there now, yeah. given six and a half, heading to New Jersey to play the Jets. How say you, Shorts? Um, would you say seven? Six and a half right now. <sighs> I would not bet this game. I just me I don't neither. Feel great I think about that's it, right. But I, I think the Dolphins win, but I don't. I don't feel good about this one at all. And so I would. I would not. I would spend your money somewhere else. I, I just when these teams get into that, uh, I just want to avoid these teams, like the Lions too. It's like you know when 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 the wheels kind of come off. I don't know what they're going to get. Uh, it, you know, individual professional pride is what. The Jets are playing for now when you know the organization wants them to lose. It's it, it's weird. And, um, yes, I would avoid that game and uh, throw in the wrinkle of uh, of Tua. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess that would be my encouragement, too. The Giants, though, are at the Bengals. Eddie Spaghetti, you continue to support Big Blue as the NFC East champ. How say you in this one? Kick this one off for us. Uh, yeah, and quickly, I want to add my crazy pick of the week will be the Jets to win this game versus the Dolphins. Um, win the game. I yeah, love I think it. So. I think so. I think that benching two was a big mistake and Jets are playing well. Anyway, move on to the Giants. Yeah, the, the, the Giants The Giants in this game versus the Bengals, obviously, it's it's terrible to not have Joe Burrow. Um, you don't want to see players get injured. I know that his knee injuries have supposedly worse than what they originally thought but the giants in this one with mixing out with burrow out they need to control this game from the start get the 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 ball in your first drive score a touchdown you have to smother the Bengals. just keep it business like joe judge is a business business guy keep it business do not let them even sniff this game at all um the the giants really need to just have an impressive effort in this one because if they want any shot at winning this division they have to put away bad teams from the start so i'm gonna you know with the giants i think they're the the road favorites like i'm I'm taking the Giants all the way in this one. Schwartz, I, mean, I, I want to add. That's it's the Giants. I, I hear you, but the Giants aren't good. And people have fallen into this, uh, under this half hypnosis that Joe Judge and the Giants are now like, a, are, are not, not half bad. Yeah, but they're not half good either. Why? And I really think that if they would have, if they would have slipped up, they almost blew that game to Washington a couple of weeks ago. And if they had, the conversation right now would be about like, hey, and uh, you know, Joe Burrow, first overall pick in Cincy, and maybe um, they're in the same backyard where the Giants come 2021 are going to be looking 
at uh, at Justin Fields. I think that uh, I, think, I, have to I think that respect. would be the right thing for them to be doing. But somehow, by this little midseason little bump that they've that they've now decided that Danny Dimes is the real deal, and I think that they would be better served by losing this game and losing out and getting one of those two uh, big-time QBs that the Jets are going to have. I have to give fair pushback, not to get on this forever because it's just a giants Bengals game. But it's like you, you say they almost lost to Washington, but I could also flip it and be like, well, they could have beat – the, the Cowboys, the first time versus the Cowboys, the first time versus the Eagles, where Evan Ingram dropped the game-winning pass. Like, there's multiple games. They lost a bunch of games by one score or less, Rams, Bears, Bucks. So it's like you say they should have lost to Washington, but I could easily say they could have won those other games. Or I didn't say they should have. I said they would have been better off had they because they would get off this Danny Dimes nonsense. But, why is, he, but, he, but why is he Why is he not? You picked, you picked Dwayne Haskins over Danny Dimes. Okay, sure. I'll say you. What do you think of so, that? Of my, have, uh, my thought there. I haven't had a chance to talk about this at any platform. Let's let's do it now. So, Joe Judge fires Mark Colombo, the offensive line coach. Fine. It's his, it's his it's his team. He can do what he wants. But this idea that's been thrown out there by the Giants PR to the Giants to the people that cover the Giants about Joe Judge fixing the offensive line is complete and utter bullshit. All right. In a practice, you have ten minutes of individual. That's it. 10 minutes of individual time where you work on your drills as an offensive lineman or any other position. Then you do, you go to practice one day a week in, in pads. So you're telling me that Joe judge who doesn't coach offensive line is going down to the offensive line where Mark Colombo is at teaching that, that group and fixing the offensive line in essentially 30 minutes of practice time. But 10 of those is the only time you really are hitting anybody. That's just bullshit. Mark Colombo was helping the giants play better. The Giants offensive line had played better, and he fired him for whatever reason. I understand. If you call your boss a see you next Tuesday, you're out of there. Fine. Be my guest. Fire Colombo. But this whole thing that's happening now where, like, Judge is getting this credit for fixing the offensive line. I played for six head coaches in the NFL, all right? Not a single one of them has ever come down to the offensive line during the team, you know, during team practice and said, hey, guys, do this instead. I played with offensive coaches, defensive coaches. Andy Reid is not wasting his time coming down telling the offense. That's what the offensive line coach is for. So this idea that like the head coach is coming down and fixing the offensive line is not part of reality. It's not actually what happens. So look, I get it. Joe Judge might be the greatest coach of all time, and the, the Giants are the best seven and three team of all time. Sure enough, but the spinning about like his amazing job coaching the offensive line in the last two weeks is not what actually happened. I. I mean, what do I know about it? I'm I, I'm not there. I have not played offensive line, um, so I'll defer to you on on all that stuff. But I completely agree with uh, the, the what you're saying makes perfect sense. Now, Joe Judge, and this is true, it would seem of Matt Patricia and a bunch of other guys is he learned at the knee of Belichick. I could see Belichick being the exception to what you described. There. I could see Belichick getting in there with Dante Scarnecchi and otherwise, and like, I, well, I want to see more of this and that. But generally speaking, I have to assume that that's true, that head coaches are not involving themselves. I in, don't think, but I, look, in Bill O-line technique. But Bill Belichick had Scarnecchi. Like, this is right. why offensive line coaches, by the way, travel typically with their head coaches. If you ever seen like coaches get fired, they typically take their offensive line coach with them because it's a foreign language. It's a foreign subject. Nobody that, that has, you know, if you have never coached offensive line, you really don't know what's happening. And even if you have sometimes, and you now you've elevated to become a head coach, 
you sometimes don't even pay attention to the offensive line still. So that's why the offensive line coach is so important on your team because, A, your offensive line often sets the physicality and tempo of your of your organization. So you want to have a great offensive line coach. But typically, you just let them do their own thing. You're like you're over, They're over the corner just working on their own stuff, and, and the head coach is worried about everything else. In my I, – I, someday I have to issue like 10 commandments or however many it adds up to. But uh, these things, nobody – has any idea about offensive line play except the guys who do it. It really is one of the most consistent themes that emerges here, and we really do need to follow through on Jeff Schwartz's counsel to all the networks out there. You need to have – if Jay Feely can tell you about, like, that kick went wide right, back to you, Jim, then they get <laughs> then they could have an offensive lineman be like, actually – that wasn't the tackle's fault there. That sack is uh, is um, the, well, the quarterback. The he dropped, yeah, or he right, dropped the quarterback right. dropped to eleven yards. He cannot do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. The, the kill kicking specialist thing is the most hilarious thing that, that CBS trots out there every week. Uh, it's windy down here, guys. This might, this kick might go to the left. He oh. should have kicked it up higher than he did. Back to you, Jim. <laughs> like what? <laughs> it really is dumb. Um, but and also, well, I, I will say also about the. Um, about the Joe Judge thing, I don't know, but it, it seems to me that there's a decent chance that he loses that uh, position group, right? I mean, I, I'm guessing that they I, like Colombo. And I mean, so look, are they all, did they all like, yeah, thank you for doing that, Coach Judge. We None of us like Colombo. I don't think he'll lose the offensive line. And I've asked, I have not gotten responses from some of their offensive linemen, so they might not just want to answer me, um, which is totally fine. But um, look, the reports are from multiple people, the offensive line's not, happy about this i mean look i've never had a, a coaching change in the middle of the season um but i I've, i know my brother is so, i think my brother had one in cleveland uh when he was with cleveland but he had joe thomas and, and alex mack i mean when you have a veteran group you can kind of figure it out on your own the giants don't have a veteran group there's no one to like figure it out for them so the offensive line coach is really really important for that unit now to come in mid-season and fix techniques which i guess they're going to try to do it's really a tall task. And Colombo had played offensive line before. We know that for, for 10 or 11 years, you know, whatever. And not every not every good offensive line coach has to play offensive line. But I played with, off, with former Andy Heck, you know, Notre Dame number one pick overall, right, in 80, the 85 or 86 draft. He coached me Kansas City. It's far better to have an offensive line coach who played offensive line. That just you, you relate to each other. And the thing about relating to each other is, is more that you're going to get beat, and when you have a coach that's played before, he understands that. Like sometimes you can take the best set, or you can be in a great run block, and you just get beat. They they get paid too. And I found that like the non-former offensive lineman who coached the position, they just yell at you for everything. And a guy that played is like, okay, like I yeah, you got beat. It happens. Like I've been beat too. It happens. And so you relate to that guy more. So I don't I don't know if it's gonna it's not gonna blow the team up. I don't think it'll blow the team up. And the offensive line will be fine. The Bengals defense line's terrible. What's going to blow them up is losing to the Bengals um, on Sunday. I'm not saying that they're going to, but I'm saying that's how things I, I just, I just want to make it clear that, like, get off that Giants fans are super upset with me because I tweeted this out, but I've asked other people too if my opinion on this was wrong. They're like, no. like there's He didn't just magically fix the offensive line. It's just something that the Giants have spun out there to make it sound like Joe Judge was was a savior in this instance. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's bring it on home with these Sunday games and get to Thanksgiving then. Titans, Colts, a big one in the AFC South. I've been calling for the Colts to win this division since August, and I have been whispering about their rise. Um, uh, and uh, it, it's starting to come to pass there. Michael Pittman 
really blowing up Jonathan Taylor a little bit. Uh, they're at home. Three and a half is what they're giving to the visiting Titans. Total on it, 50 and a half. How say you, Schwartz? Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of, of the Colts. I, I, I just, I don't, like, especially offensively. But there's a lot of money coming in the Titans now, like a lot. And that really worries me. Um, and so I'll take the Colts here. I, I'm not going to back a public Titans team who um, can't play third down defense. I'll take the Colts again. I, you know, uh, and it also, by the domino effect, um, people keep talking about the Ravens' offense not being as good. Well, the Titans survived them, and, you know, good for them to do that. But, it, I mean, the Col- look at what the Colts have been doing lately. They whipped the Titans two weeks ago, and then they just took care of the Packers. You can say they got lucky, but, they, but in fact, they did beat the, the Green Bay Packers, who are a legit team, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts at home minus the three and a half. I don't like that hook in there. Spaghetti, how say you? I like the Titans in this one. I picked them last week to beat the Ravens in a close one. So I like that again, three and a half here. I mean, to me, if this if the Colts do win this game, then it'll change my belief system that they are actually a for real team. But uh, this is also the stretch of the season where Derrick Henry turns it on, uh, as we've seen in the past. So I'm going to stick with uh, the uh, Mitchell here. Schwartz and company, the Kansas City Chiefs paying a visit to Tampa Bay. Uh, I know I, I saw you tweet about it on Monday night. But like, oh, here we go. Now it's going to be Brady's wash talk and all that for uh, on social media. But isn't that kind of fair? Brady does not look like he wants other uh, that he he likes 300 pound human beings chasing him anymore. He just seems to have the first sign of trouble. He does not seem to like it very much. And he's getting rid of the ball a beat early to avoid those collisions at this point. The Bucks are giving two and a half. I mean, are getting two and a half, I should say. Um, from the visiting Chiefs, how say you, Schwartz? Yeah, this is, I would have bet the Chiefs anyways if Tampa had won that game last night. Um, but I mean, t- t- Tom doesn't look terrible. Comfortable. I, I really like the over in this game. Uh, the Chiefs' defensive line couldn't get couldn't touch Derek Carr, and uh, the Bucks have a better offensive line. So I think we could see the over. If Brady's comfortable; he'll find a way to get the ball down the field. So I, I like the the over in this game more than anything else. But that's right. I'm, my analysis is correct. It's a funny thing. I'm asking you if my analysis is correct. I'm not asserting it, uh, Schwartz. Uh, but I have talked to a bunch of guys, and the math is kind of the inverse, that people always say for Blaine, for the Blaine Gabberts of the world, like, oh, man, he just doesn't like, uh, he doesn't like um, guys around him when he's throwing the ball. And that might be true. But what I've learned from talking to pro football guys is the older quarterbacks get the less they like that that contact it's not like tom brady or peyton manning or it's not like oh i but i've gotten used to these collisions now bring them on they they don't spook me at all the older guys get the the more their it breaks their will true uh yes the older guys do not want to get hit whatsoever um spaghetti your thoughts on this one i'm going with the chiefs minus the two and a half down there it's uh yeah just update it's actually three now so it's a well three points um i will take the chiefs line the points uh not to bring it back to joe judge but it's making the rounds now in the news that his uh scouting report on tom brady was leaked and it basically just says that tom brady can't move in the pocket anymore like he used to and he's not throwing the ball outside the numbers and uh i'm sure the chiefs already know this um i know their defense has been suspect but when you get any kind of advantage like that i'm sure they're going to try to take advantage and um and i just trust the offense as well, even though the Bucks uh, run D is usually pretty good. But uh, I'm going to, you know, take the the Chiefs first and the, the the slowly fading Tom Brady. I know, but let's go Buccaneers. I'm I, see, I'm I'm falling victim to recency bias here. Um, but 
I mean, speaking of recently, Sunday Night Football, Derek uh, Derek Carr had his way with that Chiefs um, defense. Maybe Tom Brady can too. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs pick there. But on behalf of Steelers fans, come on, Chiefs. Lose a game or three here down the stretch. It's not right. We deserve the number one seed this year. All right. Now, let's get to it here. The uh, Like I said, we're going to go out of order here. But we got juicy stuff coming at you. All right, we talked about the Sunday games. Now let's get to the main event here, Thanksgiving Day games. Of course, they are what make, well, along with the food and specifically the stuffing, which is delicious, and I demand that we add it to every menu and we start eating more stuffing as a society going forward. I made that call six years ago. I'm saying it again. Stuffing is delicious. Also, football on Thanksgiving is delicious. And um, whether you're doing it, checking your phone because you're at your girlfriend's parents' house, or if you have a big 100-inch screen in front of you, you need to put a little action on it, especially that Houston game, right? That's a stinker of a game, but it becomes juicy when you put some action on it. And you can do it on FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you've never bet on FanDuel, listen up. This is now the perfect time to give it a shot because they're giving new users, dig this, 25 to 1 odds boost on any NFL game on Turkey Day, that means you can bet $5 and win $125, which is a lot more than $5. Um, now, Schwartz, let's get to it. Which team are you going to bet Thanksgiving Day, 25 to 1 odds? Yeah. Of course, I'll go through it real quick if you ain't paying attention. Texans at Lions, like I say, not a great game, although if you're a fantasy enthusiast, it's pretty good with Stafford and Deshaun Watson going head-to-head. Then you got Washington and Dallas, and then the nightcap Steelers and Ravens. 25 to one's uh, 25 to one odds there Schwartz how say you I will go with the Houston Texans to win this game and cover against the Lions guys the Lions are not good at football they got shut out by the Carolina Panthers Kenny Galladay is may or may not play we'll find out Thursday obviously but the Lions do not win without him they cannot function offense without Kenny Galladay and defensively Jeff Okuda has not been very good this year and really neither has any 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 high level corner um that was drafted high in the draft so the Lions are dead man they they no passion don't play hard Texas just got a big win against the Patriots I don't know if anyone watched this game I did because I bet on the Patriots Deshaun Watson played outstanding he was really good and so I think he carries over to Thursday Lions by the way terrible on Thanksgiving if you look at their their against the spread record just straight up as, as well uh give me the Texans here to win this game I, I like that pick because I feel like Romeo Cornell at least has them uh, uh, putting out a good weekly effort there. Certainly Deshaun Watson having a great season, albeit a, a lost season down there in Houston. The bill has come due or the Bill O'Brien has come due this season, and so it's been a stinker there. The wheels are off for the Lions, though. It, uh, the writing's on the wall for Matt Patricia. I don't uh, expect good things to happen. Um, as they wind up this uh, final third of the season. I'm going to go with a team that is suddenly feeling it after their big win in Minnesota. Who told you that was going to happen? Dave Damashek. that's who. Now I'm telling you that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division. In fact, I said that a fortnight ago. I'm going to continue to ride uh, the former America's team here as they play host to their arch rival from Washington, D.C. I say that the Cowboys win this one straight up, and they cover Give me the Cowboys, and I know the Steelers and the Ravens. That game is – I don't know what to think about that. Traditionally, that game, the final score has to be 20-17. to I'm going to avoid it. No running backs for the Ravens. Give me the the Cowboys at home on Turkey Day. 
Cowboys have, uh, I believe, not covered eight of the last nine games on Thanksgiving, just FYI. Uh, but it's wow. a different team, different gun. It's not Jason Garrett, right? The Clappers in uh, in New York. So uh, now we like got this. rid of that ginger. And now say, we got I, the, we, we got the we got the, another the, ginger haired quarterback. Um, I um, you know, Dalton is the best quarterback in the in the NC East right now. I'm sorry, Eddie Spaghetti, and I, he looked good on Sunday. The Cowboys defensively, man, they're playing hard. Like like they've they flipped the switch a little bit there. So probably, and I don't think Washington's very good. They've won three games this year, right? It's been Bengals. Without Joe Burrow, half the game, right? They were down. I believe they were down nine seven when he got hurt. When Joe Burrow got hurt, they beat the 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 Cowboys when Dalton got knocked out, and they beat the Eagles in Week One, down seventeen nothing with Dwayne Haskins. I don't think Washington's very good. I I'm with you and the Alex Smith story. You're a bad person if you if you aren't applauding um, Washington uh, apparently. But yes, I think the storybook uh, gets a uh, a rude awakening from tank lawrence and company i'm with you man the the sum has not equaled the parts for the majority of the season down there in dallas but it's starting to round into shape defensively and if zeke elliott can do anything close to what he did last week against minnesota if he can get on a little bit of a roll i i and their schedule beyond just this game it's an important game for them to get or suddenly washington yeah. is is viable as uh, the division champ but if the Cowboys take care of business here, I think they're on their way. They have the easiest path left here among the NFC East teams. They might even win six games. You know, they might even win six games, and that'll be a hard out six, for Tom Brady. Six, six wins will get you the NFC East right now. It it very well might. Look up if you don't believe me. Look up the Eagles' remaining schedule. Look what the Giants have left. Six wins might get it done. Um, anyway, that's just one of the reasons to use FanDuel. It's uh, America's number one sportsbook app for a reason. Tell us what you love about the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's easy to use, safe and secure, fast payouts. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code MINUS3 to get 25 to 1 odds on Thanksgiving Day. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code MINUS3. And let's uh, make our picks here for the other games, Schwartz. Um, you're taking the Texans minus two and a half in Detroit. I'm with you on that one. Um, we agree on the Cowboys, I'm guessing. And the Ravens now plus four and a half in Pittsburgh. I'm a little surprised by the number being so low, but this is really one Baltimore just about has to have, um, or they're really, really falling into a, a tough spot of getting into the postseason here. How say you? But what what would give you the the thought the Ravens would cover this game? Like, what about this game and the matchup where you're like, where you're like, you know, the Ravens like they're gonna they're gonna cover this game. They're gonna win this game. Like, you hope that Lamar Jackson 2019 shows up. Like, I don't really know. Like, I think the Steelers win this game by a touchdown. I and I mean the the, the Steelers if the, if the Steelers play down, and I'll tell you what, the Jacksonville win this weekend, in my opinion, was a, was a weight lifted off their shoulders, right? To Mike Tomlin, one in nine in 10 games previous as a double-digit road favorite. It's covering the spread, I should say. Covering the mm-hmm. spread. They went out and they did their job. They kicked the shit out of Jacksonville. They needed to do that. They talked all week about doing this, right? And they did it. So I, I like agree that- with you, man. It's easy to be cynical. Like, whoa, whoa they, they beat the Jags and we're selling. Yes, this has been a, a career-long plague yeah. for Tomlin and for the Steelers for a decade and a half. Yeah. This, this, to me, really does... Laugh all you want. It really does signal to me that this edition is different than what we've seen in the last decade. Agreed. Totally agree. Um, 
I want to see the Steelers on Thursday night continue throwing the ball downfield. They've done it the last two games, Bengals and Jaguars. Do it against the Ravens. Like I, 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 that's my, th- my, my thing. I, again, I, I'll pick the Steelers to, to win and cover this game. I don't feel great about the covering part of it. I mean, you can include that in the picks if you want. Um, I like the Steelers to just win this game. I don't feel great about four and a half. It's a weird number. Um, but my, my takeaway from this game will be, Will the Steelers continue to be aggressive on offense? I want you to see that downfield passing. Because look, to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, you will have to score 35 points, okay? So I'm going to see you score 28 to 35 against the Ravens. I need to see that offense continue to come alive. Because at times, it still looked very disjointed. I want to see that offense come up. The Ravens' rushing defense has been very bad. The Steelers have to run the football well on Thursday night. Calais Campbell's not playing. Their nose tackle just went on the COVID list as well. You have to run the football very well for this. I want to see the kind of this whole package of the offense. I know it's a short week, Dave, but the whole package of the offense come together and show us that you are legit contenders to beat the Chiefs. I agree that um, given uh, the makeup of the Ravens right now without uh, the interior of their defensive front, it calls for them to run the ball. And I would like them to establish that and put that on tape for people to fear going forward and everything else. But I'm with you completely. This idea that we, we hear so often, you, you know, you beat the Chiefs. You got to play keep away from them. Kill, hold the ball for 35, no, 40 minutes. I think I, I, that's right. I, I, <laughs> seven and Tomlin and so on need to accept the fact that, I, I mean, straight up shootout and all that. Listen, the thing that would swing – the Steelers or anyone else's ability to beat the Chiefs is, one, getting out with Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt and that pass rush, and they have the ability to do that, and having Minka and company on the back end um, turn over Mahomes a couple of times over the course of 60 minutes. That's what will swing the game. And Roethlisberger and company putting up, like you say, something in the 30s or even more than that. That's the formula at this point. It's not – it's not what people thought that the Titans might do last year, which is, oh, they're, they're Derrick Henry, you know, 40 touches. They're just going to grind them into the ground. That's just not going to work at this point. You see on Sunday night football, you can play an almost perfect game against them. If you give the ball back to Mahomes with a chance to win the game, he's going to win the game. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm with but you 100% his, on his, that. His Mahomes' worst games in his career are, are like – average NFL games. Like he doesn't play a bad game. So you're still going to get in the worst game. They're going to play like 24 to 28 points from the chiefs. So right. you, you, you like, if, like same as we saw in the super bowl, right? The Niners played well on defense for 53 minutes and the last seven minutes, the Chiefs scored 21 points. Like, so you, you have to, you have to play offense to beat them. And Mitchell Schwartz is going to, is, presumably going to control either Dupree or TJ Watt, but they still have plenty with to it and Hayward and the rest my, of the fellas. My, yes. My, yes. In the in hope Mitch is back by then. Yes. Um, okay. Let's bring it on home with a couple of Friday games here, starting off with the civil war. That's what I'm calling it. The uh, ducks, the, the, the redacted game. Yes. The redacted game. It's uh, the ducks giving 13 and a half to the beeves. How say you shorts? First of all, the game should be called, the game formerly known as the Civil War. Therefore, you okay. get everything involved. That's that's my new. That's what I'm calling it. That's what I'm gonna go with for Pac-12 Radio this week. Um, I think Oregon State covers this game for a couple of reasons. Um, one is Oregon's defense couldn't tackle the three of us, and I feel bad saying this as an Oregon homer. 
They can't tackle anyone right now. And UCLA ran it down their throats. I guess Oregon State does really well. They run the football. Well, that 75-yard touchdown run against Cal, that a 65-yard touchdown run to seal the game uh, on, on Saturday. And um, offensively, Oregon struggled against UCLA, but did enough. It was a good blueprint to teach this young offensive line, five new starters, new quarterback, new OC, uh, some of the issues in their offense. I'm curious to see how they fix those issues against Oregon State. But I think it's more on the defensive side. Is I, I got to see some some run-stopping ability. I got to see some some physicality up front, some some sure tackling. So give me Oregon State here. This will probably climb before kickoff to 14. Um, I'm curious where the money's at. I could go look right now. Um, and I I would I would lean um, heavily in, in the way of uh, of Oregon State here. Um, I'm not going to push back on you. You are truly the Pac-12 whisperer, so I'll ride along with you there. I'll defer to Eddie Spaghetti, though, on this one for his highly ranked Notre Dame fighting Irish playing UNC. The Irish are given four and a half down there um, near uh, Jeff Schwartz's home in Chapel Hill. How say you, Spaghetti? This is a, a tough one. I mean, there's definitely some things about this UNC team that scares me. Um, you know, their quarterback, Sam Howell, throws a great deep ball. And, um, you know, Mac Brown will have his guys ready to go. Notre Dame is missing uh, two offensive linemen. They had to replace center and right guard. Um, you know, those guys stepping in are, are no slouches, but it's it's something that you don't love. Uh, the one advantage that Notre Dame does have is they're coming off the bye, which I, I feel pretty good about. Um, get those guys uh, healthy. I think their receiving core is like fully intact for once uh, this season. And so that's a good thing. And then, you know, what it comes down to is, is this, you know, the season all along with Notre Dame has been control a line of scrimmage, run the ball down the, the team's throats. And then whatever Ian Buck has to do, he will do. And he proved that in the, the game versus Clemson. So really, if UNC wins this game, it's because of what we saw in the game versus Clemson. Notre Dame is a quarterback throwing the ball on their on their uh, their safeties and their corners, which is a weakness for Notre Dame uh, to an extent. But I will say Notre Dame will win this one. You know, it could be a score like six, seven points, but they will cover the four and a half. I'm with you on that, Schwartz. I will go with. And you mentioned the offensive line issues. I'm going to group text a bunch of offensive linemen, and we just the news came out of all the offensive line issues. Um, obviously, they you know they, it was discussed very heavily. Um, Eddie, you've been writing about Notre Dame almost all season long. I mean, that's like that's you've been money, which is often not true. A lot of people that, that don't bet their teams very well. Uh, you've done a good job of it. I'll, I'll just roll with you. All right, so we're all in on uh, the Irish given four and a half to North Carolina. Like, like most team, most most fans are terrible at betting on their own team. But Eddie's, Eddie's nailed it. I, I have this special thing where I like to read the negative stuff. I grab both sides, and then I mix it together, put it in a blender, and I say, what is the real truth behind uh, all this? And I do that with kind of with the Giants and with uh, with Notre Dame. But this is a tough one. I mean, this is really until the ACC title game. This is probably their toughest uh, game to, to go, especially with the two injuries. But I still think they have enough talent to, to get by this game. Sure. you know I went six years in a row of correctly predicting the Steelers' final record, right? That, that's one of my greatest achievements Correct. in life. That, and that includes eight and eight seasons, too. So I'm not so sunny. Although I was too negative um, the last couple of weeks, I really did think that the Jags, I thought that nine and a half was too much. I'm glad you rode with Schwartz and faded Dave Damashek. if you've been listening along here on FanDuel.com. Slash minus three. That's the word minus, the number three. That's how you do it. Make sure you get in. On the Thanksgiving Day special, 25 to 1 odds for you. Whichever team you pick there, just make sure you use the promo code MINUS3. And uh, we hope you enjoy or did enjoy Thanksgiving and continue to enjoy all those leftovers there. Hope you enjoyed the draft. And we'll be back on the other side of that to break it, uh, to break down week. What will it be then? Week 
12 by then. So I guess we'll, we'll break it down for you. Then all the college football action and otherwise, happy Thanksgiving to you in the Schwartz house. Uh, and same to you, Spaghetti, in the Spaghetti home. Have a good one, fellas. And uh, you do it too, sports fan. And uh, thanks so much for the fellas. It's been a thin slice of heaven.